up, geeks? And welcome to another episode of Fantastic Geeks. And where to find them? I am Brizzy Voices. And I'm Tessa Netting. And for today's episode, we are going to be sorting characters from the musical Hamilton into Hogwarts houses. But first, let's look at this week's Ravenclaw Riddle, a Harry Potter question of the week. This one comes from Georgia, who says, I am in Hufflepuff, but I thought I was in Slytherin, and I have a load of Slytherin merch. What do I do? By the way, I have nothing against puffs. <laughs> so she's now in Hufflepuff, but she thought she was Slytherin, and she has all the Slytherin stuff. Yeah. I feel. I, that was me. That was you. That, wa- that was 100% me with so much money. What did you do? This this was this was. Did why. you already have like Universal Studios levels merch? Yes. Oh, wow. This was the problem. This was before Pottermore. They they opened the Wizarding World before Pottermore sorting quiz. So I just was like, oh, I'm a Gryffindor from this willy nilly quiz. They did it on purpose. <laughs> Conspiracy theory. Yes. <laughs> And so I go to the Wizarding World thinking I'm a freaking Gryffindor and I spend hundreds of dollars on Gryffindor merch, like the full out robe, full out shirts, like everything Gryffindor. <laughs> like I and I saved up all of my money because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to save up five hundred dollars and I'm going to spend this money just so, like I was so proud of myself. I was like, I'm going to buy all this Gryffindor stuff. And then I found out I was a Ravenclaw. And I was like, ah! So what'd you do? I just gave it to my freaking Gryffindor friends. <laughs> I gave it all away to my Gryffindor friends. But I kept the robes because if I want to like dress up as Hermione or something or if I want to just like be a Gryffindor, then I, you know, kept those robes. So if you thought you were in Slytherin and you have the robes, keep the robes. Because like, it might be fun totally. to just like be a Slytherin student one day or do like a cosplay of yeah, a Slytherin yeah. AU or something like that. Um, but if you have all this Slytherin stuff, like give it to your favorite Slytherin people. And Slytherins love free stuff. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they really do. And it's one of those things where I always find like if you have a friend that really loves Harry Potter and like for their birthday or for Christmas, if you give them like a cool Harry Potter related gift, they always love it. Yeah. They always appreciate it because you know if if they're like a Harry Potter friend, then if you love something so much, then they're going to love it too. And they'll wear it. Like they will wear it with pride. If you have a Slytherin th- thing and you give it to your Slytherin friend, one of your Slytherin friends, and they will wear it with pride. Or if you don't have any Slytherin friends, then just like there's a lot of places online that you can sell stuff. And there, there are other Slytherins out there that will find it and wear it with pride. Yeah. Uh, that's really all you can do other than uh, color it uh, <laughs> with the paint and make it all gross and like stick on some badger stickers. You have like a, <laughs> a Slytherin shirt with just like a thing over it that says Hufflepuff. <laughs> that's actually amazing. Wait, if you have that um, sweatshirt from the Wizarding World that says the college Slither- sweatshirt, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, if you put like a piece of duct tape and wrote Hufflepuff on there, that's hilarious. <laughs> so like, that's kind of funny. Yeah, a quirky puff would do that. <laughs> so I don't know. It's your choice, but just we've all been there. I feel you. I've personally yeah. been in that position, but now you know, and you can buy all the Hufflepuff things. Yes. Yay. 
Thank you, Georgia. To submit your Harry Potter-related question for a Ravenclaw riddle, email us at fantasticgeekspod at gmail.com. And in the subject line, we would love it if you put in your Hogwarts house. So if you're a Slytherin setting in a riddle, title it Slytherin Riddle. If you're a Hufflepuff, say Hufflepuff Riddle, etc. Now let's get back to Hamilton. Today we have a very special guest with us, author of Harry History, webmistress of the website The Leaky Cauldron, fellow Potter podcaster with Pottercast, and a mischief management convention queen. LeakyCon, BroadwayCon, Con of Thrones, PodcastCon, we love her, Melissa Anelli. <laughs> Melissa Anelli, hello. I have never been better introduced in my life. I need <laughs> you guys to just follow me around with a, like, or just like get that on a tape on a boombox and yeah. just take it with me everywhere. Oh, I would love to do that. Hype. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Tessa. It's so exciting. <laughs> Brizzy, it's so exciting to get to talk to you. I know. Um, Same. It's, Girl, it's you don't... I know I just called you Brizzy, but I know from your YouTube. Brizzy is just fine. Yes. You, don't, you don't know how long I've been listening to Pottercast. You don't know. Wait, have you really? Yes. Yeah. Since I was a wee babe. Yeah. is <laughs> oh a big God. fan. I've been into podcasts and especially Harry Potter podcasts, Mugcast, and Pottercast since <laughs> the beginning, since yeah. like um, theorizing about mm-hmm. Deadly Hallows. Yeah. Do you know, we just had the first podcast con, which used to be called PodX, and it was amazing. But every time I was on a panel, I felt like I had to do the old man on a lawn thing where I was like, I've been podcasting <laughs> since the dawn of time. <laughs> All you people with your tours, we were yeah, yeah. about to Kia Sport eating Subway for a month going to Borders. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's literally what we did. So um, it's it's just, it's so great to see all the people who are listening at that at that time in the, the mid-2000s uh, start to come out with all their own cool stuff like yeah. this here podcast. No, seriously, you were like a trailblazer for us. You inspired us like crazy. For sure. That's exciting. Thank you, guys. That's <laughs> a high compliment. Oh, my gosh. So, Melissa, can you tell our geeks listening a little bit about yourself, your Hogwarts house, and, you know, your thoughts on Hamilton? Oh, boy. How many hours do we have? Okay. <laughs> we have uh, one. <laughs> okay. Uh my Hogwarts house is Gryffindor. Every time I've taken every any test anywhere, including when I worked on Pottermore, every single test. And I took it like 20 times in the lead up because I was helping them launch it. So I took like 20, 20 different iterations of the sorting test. Oh Gryffindor, gosh. Gryffindor, Gryffindor every single time. So um, yeah, that one's pretty set. Um, <laughs> so I got into Hamilton. Uh, so we produced BroadwayCon at Mischief Management. And I've been a giant theater nerd my whole life. I was one of the group of people who used to sleep outside the Needlelander Theater yes. for rent back in 96. Amazing. You know, it's like, it's like that. Yes. Uh, and, but God, I have so many like, I'm so OG, kind of humble brags. I don't mean it that way. But um, <laughs> No, we love that. So I heard from from the theater community and from friends that Lin-Manuel Miranda's musical was coming and it was amazing and it was something to behold before the real buzz start, started going. Right. So I went down to the New York Theater Workshop in March of 2015 and it was Already sold out. You could only do the lottery. But what I did also, since at that point I was the only, I was only one person in the in the New York office of Mr. Management. I worked from the lobby of the public theater. Oh, cool! Did I just say New York Theater Workshop? I meant public theater. <laughs> Yikes. Mm. Um, anyway, so I worked from the lobby of the public theater where I put my name 
on uh, the the cancellation list and literally sat there for nine hours until two minutes before <gasps> when they walked up to me and said that I could have a ticket. Oh my so gosh. I, yeah, that's how crazy it was wow. already. And I had lost the lottery, the whole, you know, the whole thing. Right. And I walked out of that show. First of all, we were, I, I was, I was, I was incoherent. I didn't even, it was, nobody had seen it yet. The right, only person yeah. I knew who had seen it so far was Anthony Rapp. Mm-hmm. And he's a friend of mine from, you know, from way back in the rent days. He, we worked together on Broadway Con. Um, he's a very dear friend. And so he was literally the only person I could talk to about this wow. show. Oh my So gosh. I sent him a series of texts that was, <laughs> I don't know, literally all caps for three or four pages. Just, just vomiting all of my incredible, incredibly long thoughts at him <laughs> on the subway and I, I've just obsessed for every moment since I've seen it seven times um, one time in Chicago mm-hmm. and yeah and so my love affair with Hamilton is is long and, and closely held on the first day the fir- of the first preview on Broadway I went to the box office and they said to me we have three seats left and I didn't know who those seats were going to but I knew that me and two other people in my life were getting them. Uh-huh. I've never handed over five hundred dollars. You're just like, just take, it, just take it. Honestly, I was like, I don't know. This uh, maybe, maybe I'm gonna go back. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Not I'm just gonna it. do this. Yes. And sure enough, within two minutes, the tickets were taken. And so you know, it's it's <gasps> oh a d- long gosh. and I love it a lot. Yay! Uh, I know a lot of people love it a lot, but I wow. love it deeply. Yeah, I don't think I know anyone else except probably like random. Um, theater students from college um, right. that have seen it in the public. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Oh, it was so, it was 300 people in the room. Wow. Yeah. It was so close. I was maybe the fifth row up. Oh my gosh. And it's just, it was, uh, that was an incredibly special oh, experience to see that. And you knew it, you knew it from the first mm. minute of the show that you were witnessing something spectacular and something that was going to change the yeah. entire landscape of American theater, which it mm-hmm. then went on to do. Right, totally. And a lot of people were uh, requesting us to do like a Hamilton episode to do something with Hamilton. And Brizzy and I are like, oh my gosh, yeah. we should totally sort the characters. And yes. we're like, oh, we should have like a guest. Song. I was like, oh my gosh, Melissa, we need to have <laughs> Melissa. Like, I know <laughs> somebody who's at the intersection. <laughs> All these things. I know. It's like I find myself at the intersection of a lot of different <laughs> fandoms these days. Our lives have led to this moment right now. So that's what literally you you texted me about coming on this. I was like, my whole life has led to this moment. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Are you ready to get into it? I'm so I'm I've been ready for years. Yes. And I've just been waiting. Yes. Great. Okay. Because I, I am much less experienced than both of you. No, nope. <laughs> I've seen it once, you know, uh, on tour when it was in LA, but um I don't have I don't know the characters as well as either. No, of but you you're at all. very good at sorting and Maybe. so I feel like you'll yeah. hear our word vomit and you will organize our right. thoughts. Okay, I can decipher. Yeah, yeah. you're very good at that. <laughs> okay. Awesome. <laughs> Starting hat can't see. So try me on and I will tell you where you ought to be. It's sorting time! Now we are going to sort the characters of Hamilton in Hogwarts houses. Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, and Slytherin. Let's go! Okay, so we're going to start with the sisters, (laughs) Angelica, Eliza, and Peggy. So let's start with Angelica. She's a little hard, so let's... Let's think. Uh, so Angelica is a little difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. I I think 
show Angelica is different than real world Angelica. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good show. thing to get out of the way like before we start yeah. any of them. Like, are we sorting the show? I think so. Because they're different. I yeah. think it's different. more show. It's gotta be, right? It has to be. Because yeah. that's like well, be- what we're going after. Yeah. Because people obviously will be more familiar with the show. But if you have any, if we have anything ab- about real world, if we have any time we'll travelers notice. listening, sorry Tra- if, time we get traveler, it, if we get it wrong. A couple, if Ron Chernow <laughs> is listening, please weigh in. Uh, so I think show Angelica is a Ravenclaw. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, she's strategic. She thinks very uh, carefully and quickly. And she, especially in Helpless, when she, Kind of, kind of gets the situation, gets the, or satisfied, gets the summary of the situation very, very quickly, mm-hmm. and and acts. Um, that is, that is, that's her leading character. I always think of the, the the house that you're in as your leading characteristic. But real life Angelica, I think she's very Ravenclawy, but I think she might be ultimately ultimately a Slytherin. There's a lot hmm. more to real life Angelica. She used to basically flirt with all the founders via <laughs> letters. Oh. She was basically in, using intellect to move her position ahead in society oh. by by writing these incredible letters it's really go read about her like it's it's she's an incredibly complex and fascinating character but mm-hmm. show angelica i'm going ravenclaw yeah i mean yeah. it says like she's looking for a mind at work so yeah anyone who's That's who's fair. the one thing they're looking for is a revelation i feel like yeah, yeah. is very ravenclaw and, yeah and it's not just what she's seeking but it's also what she is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah I also think that she shows like the ultimate downside to being a Ravenclaw, which is overthinking everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like she freaking reasons herself out of a relationship out with of happiness. Yeah, out of happiness and out of a relationship with a guy that she really likes. She's like, oh, I can't yeah. have this. Oh, this is like I would do that. I would totally like <laughs> get in my own brain and be like, no, yeah. this is why I can't have this thing that I want. Totally. Yeah, yeah. that's a very Ravenclaw thing yeah and i was i was definitely stuck between ravenclaw and slytherin really um, yeah i don't see her Not as a slytherin I mean, there's you know there's plenty of selfless slytherins right. in the world that mm-hmm. would put mm-hmm. their family first yeah she just seems so people. like hermione gryffindor mm-hmm. to me too sometimes but she oh, sees yeah. the goal right she says my, yeah you know my only goal is to marry my only job here right is the only thing i'm supposed to do is marry rich and i've got to follow that dictate so i see where the slytherin Mm, there is I think right. she might be a secondary Slytherin to be honest yeah yeah do you guys talk about secondaries here yeah, yeah. we we talk about we try to pick like, one in the end but yeah we like yeah, to look time, at every house and see where they fit whenever I talk to non-Harry Potter fans about secondary houses we get this very <laughs> worried look on their face like they've missed something that they need to go find there's something no no, no it's, just a, it's just a fan thing you just decide <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah it's fine there's no test <laughs> I mean there are but it, like it's just whatever. second place <laughs> right it's second place oh my gosh it's hilarious <laughs> Do you think there's any Hufflepuff in her? She is incredibly loyal to her sister. Yeah. But and her family. Like there's a lot of loyalty in her. I just right. don't think it's the thing right. that guides her decision making. And it seems like more of a Slytherin loyalty than like a Hufflepuff loyalty. Well, it's like I have a job to do. I right. was brought up and she and it's because of the almost the way she was brought up. She mm. your job is to marry rich. This is your this is what your whole life's existence basically has to be and she has embraced that yeah as opposed to eliza who does not yeah yeah but you know eliza going far and marrying rich and especially marrying well not rich (laughs) but eventually someone who she thinks would be good for her is is 
good for her. Yeah, it is the right decision, but it's yeah, just like absolutely. getting there. And it's, it's, it's again like the way she's brought up. She wasn't, she's not the oldest daughter. She doesn't mm. have to provide for the family the way that Angelica, it's incumbent upon her to do. Right. She also like flirts mm. in a Ravenclaw way in the, sh- in the show. She's just like, hey boy, I've been reading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, they, they flirt with commas. Like they, she gets, <laughs> yeah. She literally was like, I'm I'm basically turned on because of a comma. Yep, yeah, and it's remarkable. It's that's man Ravenclaws and commas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh yeah, no, we love I those commas. <laughs> no comma. Oxford, no Oxford <gasps> comma, and then it's and a total no. turn off. Is what I'm saying. If there's oh, okay. no Oxford okay. comma, I'm done. I was about to, to just, <laughs> just destroy this whole studio. No Oxford comma. No, 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 no. No, then Required. that's a turn off. We need that. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. Exactly. Okay, so Angelica Ravenclaw, are we all in yes. agreement? Show Angelica yes. Ravenclaw. Yes. Because we're going by the show. This is a show. Right. <laughs> this is show off of the show. Today's episode of Fantastic Geeks is brought to you by KiwiCo. Here at Fantastic Geeks, we all love a good subscription box. But what about a subscription box for kids that's fun, educational, and helps develop creative confidence to change the world? KiwiCo creates super cool, hands-on projects for kids to make learning about STEAM fun. That's science, technology, engineering, art, and math. This is a product close to mine and Tessa's heart because we think it is endlessly important for kids to learn early that STEAM subjects can be fun. And nurturing a genuine interest in these subjects is so important. Are you struggling with finding time to keep kids entertained and engaged? No problemo. Each month, the kid in your life receives a new, fun, and engaging project to challenge them creatively. Each box comes with all supplies needed for that month's project, detailed, easy-to-follow instructions written for kids, and an educational magazine to learn even more about that crate's theme. KiwiCo is a convenient, affordable way to encourage children to be anything they want to be. There's no commitment, so you can cancel any time. Monthly options start at just $19.95 a month, including shipping. For our listeners, go to KiwiCo.com slash podcast to get your first month free. Every day counts when it comes to making a difference, so don't miss out on this amazing opportunity. Again, go to KiwiCo.com slash podcast and get your first month free. That's KiwiCo.com slash podcast. Thanks, KiwiCo. Okay, next we have Eliza. Eliza. I mean, she's so obvious to me. Oh, God, just she's such puff. a Hufflepuff. Right? Just puff. just puff. She might as well wear yellow the whole show. And, <laughs> you know, she's just, she's such a puff. She yeah. is. Yeah, totally. Is there anything else that she could be other than a puff? Is there any argument? Uh, I, she is very smart, but I don't know that it's the thing that guides her. Right. Um, yeah. I, you know, I'm not going to, I don't see bravery. I, she is brave in the way that, you know, women yeah. in that era, especially just walking into a relationship that you don't have security and mm-hmm. all of that that is a brave thing to do because you know to follow your heart but again it's just i think she's just kind of like she might be the head of hufflepuff house. yes <laughs> she is she's helga hufflepuff she is yeah. like she's up there she's too loyal <laughs> i i agree i agree she's all she does when she finds out that her husband has not only not only betrayed her yeah but told the world <laughs> that he betrayed her before he told her. Ah, what a she, nightmare. <laughs> what a nightmare. <laughs> she's like, I made a vow. I'm sticking to my vow. Wow. I'm just going to hide my reaction from the world. 
Okay. Poor that's, girl. Yeah, her vow is more important. And eventually, I mean, again, to do the real world stuff, she actually is pregnant at the time that her that her son dies. So <sighs> unlike in the show where they haven't quite made their way back to each other's beds, she clearly had. In, right. In, in real life. She's a f- and then she stays loyal to him for years and years and years after his death, devotes her literal whole life in the yeah. show and in real life to to supporting his legacy mm-hmm. and, and in a way makes it her own. Um, that's an incredibly loyal thing to do as well. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. She does it like doing acts of charity and she's always kind and just dedicated and warm and just like just such a nice. I just would want to be friends with her. Yeah. She's hardworking. Just, yeah. Incredibly hardworking. Ugh. For not not for like personal gain, for other people's right, gain. Right. Right. Exactly. Like the focus yeah. of her life is turning the focus on other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like so Hufflepuff. It's, oh my yeah. gosh. Just like best human. <laughs> She's a really good human. And Angelica being like, Eliza would say it's okay and it's fine. No, but she's but like protecting her puff exactly. sister. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. Because the puff totally. would be like, no, no, I swear, it's okay, it's okay. Exactly. But like broken she knows inside. It. Yeah. She said, if I say a thing, the ultimate Hufflepuffiness of my sister exactly. will stop my sister from saying anything. Yeah. And stop her from following her own heart. So I now I have to not say anything because I'm a Ravenclaw and I'm smart and yeah. I'm going to do what's the smartest thing <laughs> in the situation for everyone. Guys, that is so on. That's so right. <laughs> Love this. We're just nailing it. Guys, we're just nailing this. <laughs> And oh my gosh, she's just too good of a human. Okay, anyway, Alexander doesn't deserve her enough. <laughs> enough. Nope, that is true. Right? Boy. I can't. I can't with Ooh, him. Ooh, buddy. Is uh, that true? Can we even sort Peggy? Like, is that even possible? I and want Peggy. to. I want her to be Gryffindor. Is she Peggy or is her name and Peggy? <laughs> yeah. I think and, and Peggy. Peggy. In the show, if we're talking about show Peggy, then it yeah, is and Peggy. Peggy. <laughs> Because that's it in the show. Do we even have, like, what do we know about show Peggy? That's it. We just Is that it? know that she says Aunt Peggy and that she's like, uh, I, Daddy says to be home by <laughs> <laughs> So there it is. Her end, it's there. She's, I'm going to call her Gryffindor because that, it was very brave of her to include that end because she needed to set herself apart. Very right. brave. That's yeah. it. That's all I got yeah. on Peggy. I like Gryffindor. Peggy. I like Gryffindor just because she's like, don't forget me. Like, hey, <laughs> I'm here. True. She's not going to like take away from things or like really yeah. force the spotlight on herself, but she is going to not let you forget that she's there. <laughs> True. Also, she's the youngest and the youngest tend to be relieved of a lot of responsibility mm. of the older sisters. And so she has a little bit m- more room to be a Gryffindor. I like to imagine that she was sort of the wild child of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like a balanced family household. So if we could have, you know, a Ravenclaw, a Hufflepuff, mm-hmm. a Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. Love that for I them. Agree. And then real life. The <laughs> real life Peggy, I, I would also call it a Gryffindor. I yeah. Know she, she had some like really brave moments, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a lot of lot she of bravery. Like, saved a baby or something from yeah. Attacks. I don't know enough to like speak about it with authority, but mm-hmm. I know right. generally the shape of the stories I've read about her is that she's a pretty brave character. Oh, great! Then let's make her Gryffindor then. Gryffindor, Gryffindor, yeah. round out the family with the father. Never say there's not enough information. And Peggy, and we got there. We got there. <laughs> That's it. We are the sorting. We hat. can put anyone in a box. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> okay, next we have Aaron Burr, sir. Oh boy, are we getting into it? Yeah, let's okay. get into it. Okay, 
What do we think? I, you can't see it, but I just like stretched out my arm. I, like, I, I heard knuckles. it. We I felt, felt it. it. Uh, so, uh, so the entire show, the entire show, yeah, is about Burr's Slytherin. Yes. And whether or not he's okay with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm into it. I'm into it. Give me more. Give me more. (laughs) Give me more. Give me more. So the whole show, he's acting like a Slytherin because he's, that's how he's, that's the responsibility he feels for his family Uh and the things that he has to do. And the second he just decides, screw it. Every Every decision he makes because he's trying to be like, his Gryffindor friends, which we'll get into. Uh-huh. <laughs> Every Gryffindor decision he makes leads him down the wrong path, mm-hmm. which is, or not wrong is a hard word, is are there wrong paths, but it leads him what is eventually a failed political career. Right. Oh, if you look at it in that way, um, even though he ended up vice president, but in, in, in terms of his aspirations, Definitely. it's failed. And then finally the duel where he he did not throw away his shot, which is like the definition of a Gryffindor. You don't, you don't throw it away. And so he spends his whole life just contained and being very Slytherin about everything, thinking yeah. everything in terms of finding out his goals and his desire to what must it be like in his shoes what must it be like to to be able to let those feelings go mm-hmm. then he finally gives into it and we get the duel yep Ugh. he so. is the most slytherin character ever yes it's, you just it's like seeing inside of a slytherin's mind like seeing him open mm-hmm. up and seeing like him like the room where it happens is it's such an insane song because you just see that his ambitions are that's what's motivating him to take any action at all like if he didn't have that he would like this is what is making him be alive is like my ambition this is what i need to do (laughs) Ah. and he figured out his ambition and all of that contained slytherinness explodes in the room where it happens Uh because he just can't hold it in anymore his ambition has finally taken over uh-huh. you know and led him down a more Gryffindory path or at least a less slytherin path but still with the overriding ambition 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 that's what that's one of the great moments I think in theater ever is the just complete eruption uh-huh. of rumor it happens yep Oh my gosh! So "Rumor It Happens" is Joe's favorite song, like in Hamilton, yes. and because he is like the <laughs> ultimate Slytherin, and for him, like that moment <laughs> where Burr just like explodes and erupts mm-hmm. and like just can't take it anymore. Joe's like, I feel that so hard. I yeah. get that. Like when you get to totally. that point where you're just like, ah, and it's like, oh my gosh, it's so yeah, and you can't you can't stand it anymore. It just right, all comes out. Right, he's yeah. just planning and plotting, and he's just only focused on ensuring like his reputation, his success, like his legacy like this is what he wants okay. oh my gosh it's just and he just like, realized he realized it in right, the moment what do you right. want and he finally finally crystallizes i'm now having an image of a b- <laughs> the slytherin common room and every <laughs> slytherin at some point in their hogwarts career has a rumor it happens moment right and somebody's over in the over dancing and they're like what's 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 going on with brent oh he's having his rumor it happens moment oh he's slytherin God. it just he crystallizes he just needs to dance um <laughs> be really funny if that's all that containment for a Slytherin just every w- once once in your Hogwarts career you have that moment where you figure out what you want and it leads to a song and a dance oh 100% you could have your ring of keys moment and you can have your totally. room where it happens moment you know oh ring of keys don't get me started oh I know that's that's a different episode we can't talk different about episode. I know okay we can't get off track okay talk so about Gryffindor okay. Burr Slytherin I don't think he could be anything else no. like maybe yeah, Ravenclaw totally. but like nah right. No, yeah, nah. He's not. He did. He didn't want to write the the, the Federalist Papers. So right. 
I don't think a Ravenclaw gives that up. Nah. <laughs> no, they do not. No. <laughs> They'll be like, it is my duty to write this and to do this. Yeah, the nah. other 51. Exactly. Okay. Today's episode is sponsored by Raycon. It's 2019. The future is now, and everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go drop in hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. Raycon's E50 wireless earbuds have completely changed my Wizards Unite game, so I have the option to wear both if I want to block out the world, or only one if I want to stay in conversation with Tessa while I'm playing. And obviously the music and sound design in that game is so good that it's just a waste to not be able to hear it. They've made it so easy to just go about my day and listen to my music or my audiobooks or my uh, <clears throat> podcasts, and they also come in a bunch of colors. The blue ones are obviously our favorites to show our Ravenclaw pride. So go to buyraycon.com slash geeks to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash geeks for 20% off. Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now's the time to get a great deal. Again, that's buyraycon.com slash geeks. Thanks, Raycon. Are we ready to go into the main? Let's do it. Oh, no. Let's do it. Okay. The fight of the ages. Okay. Do you remember? <laughs> I do. I know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> I do. When we Broadway were talking Con, about this on stage. Year one. <laughs> we, we did a sorting panel. Yeah. And it was the day of the big blizzard yep. in, tw- in 2016. Ooh. And so uh-huh. everything was nuts. And I'm, I'm alone on this stage sorting people into Hogwarts houses uh, from Broadway shows. And I look out in the audience. I'm like, is that Tessa? <laughs> Tessa, come here. Yeah, <laughs> come, here. Like, come join me. <laughs> pulled her on stage so that we could do this. And we had a big fight with everybody about what what uh, what ham is. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. It was heated. It was it so was. everyone has their opinion. It's got to be. There's a blizzard. Their moment. Heat it up. Oh, <laughs> it I'm up. telling you. Like, but still, people are like salty about this. Like, they have <laughs> really their are. opinions. It's insane. But even me, like, I go back and forth because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, no, he's definitely this. But then I look at like another house. I'm like, nobody fits in this perfectly. Nobody fits in this. And it drives me Insane. I want to hear from someone who's convinced he's a Hufflepuff and just be like, <laughs> try to let them Who convince is me. That? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, come on. That's the one that he's like the only one that I have like certainty. I want to meet that person. <laughs> exactly. And ask them about more of their life choices. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what do you think a Hufflepuff is? <laughs> They probably don't really, even know what it is. It really has nothing to do with finding. Yeah. I love Star Kids. Oh my gosh. That. That's, That's a fun hilarious. joke that bleeds everywhere. Anytime anybody talks about a Hufflepuff, you hear how they're good finders. And Can like, you believe how joke. canon that became? I cannot. I cannot. Every, it, happened, it's, it got said to me. I was recording a basketball <laughs> podcast yesterday with my friends who do this podcast called Horse and we were talking about Hufflepuffs and it out it came. Oh yeah, he's a good <gasps> finder. I'm like, That's not what that is. Oh. But it has... <laughs> definitely gone around the world <laughs> so all right wait wait hamilton okay, okay. Alexander, alexander hamilton, alexander hamilton. Alexander okay hamilton. first let's all just say like what we think like his okay. house is just, and just then the word <laughs> just the yeah word. just the one word okay. and then we'll go okay. into each house and we'll like break it down okay brizzy gryffindor melissa gryffindor Okay, I think Gryffindor too. Okay. Ah, oh my God. Are we in agreement? We are all in agreement with Gryffindor, but I'm telling you, I sure. like can go. The Ravenclaw thing. 
Uh, yeah, Ravenclaw is my second, and then my third is Slytherin. Do you? And I think they're close. Do you almost always land on Gryffindor, or on some days you're like, no, I, th- I definitely think it's Ravenclaw or whatever. It, it depends if I'm listening to like a Someone Hamilton else. song. No, oh, if I'm listening to yeah. Hamilton. I'm like, no, this is a Ravenclaw because like I feel uh-huh. this and I understand this. Or like, I don't know, certain songs or certain things that he says, or when I think about Hamilton, I'm like, oh my gosh, no, he's such a freaking Ravenclaw. But then I'm like, no, he's not. <laughs> So here is the best evidence I ever heard of uh-huh. him being a Gryffindor. And okay. Every time I'm every time I question because I do question. Right. He's such a Ravenclaw. Right. And he has such strong Ravenclaw tendencies. But you have always two a person's motivations. But here's the line in the show. Okay. It says, "I may have punched him. It's a blur, sir." <laughs> Nobody who's not a Gryffindor has ever said that <laughs> sentence ever. Nobody. Nobody. I may have punched him, but I don't remember. It, it all, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe I punched him. Maybe I didn't. There might have been a physical altercation because I felt really strongly about this. That's a, just, you tell me, does a Ravenclaw ever do accidentally punch someone and maybe not remember? That's so yeah, true. So I true. So true. So, I don't think so, man. And I can't even credit my my uh, COO of mischief management, Takia Blackwell, brought this up to me one day. She's or she tweeted or something. Uh-huh. I was like, that is the best thing. Of course. Yeah. I may have punched him. It's all blur, sir. Yeah. You're a Gryffindor. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, like, look at Hurricane. Like, hmm, how am I gonna fix like my sex scandal? Let's yes. just tell everyone everything. Yes. Like, how what? am I gonna fix my sex scandal? Should I talk to my wife should i just not do anything because it seems like the issue has been handled and we aren't in the age where telling something to somebody means it's going to be on fox news right or do I, I shout it from the life? rooftops <laughs> yeah should i should i publish it myself in a little zine <laughs> make my own little sex scandal zine only gryffindors can be that dumb I am a Gryffindor, so I feel like I can reliably yeah. call us dumb yes. sometimes. Yeah, totally. So, he's just like know, so reckless. Yes. he's inc- And then again, the whole show hinges mm. on the fact that he is so reckless. Yeah. And everything he does, every time he goes too reckless, um, it gets away from him a little bit. Even the Mariah Reynolds situation was him being reckless. And then he, as an older person or older for that age, you know, tried to throw away his shot not take the shot not do the thing and he dies Mm -hmm. and it's it's yeah the whole show hinges on these two people being Gryffindor and Slytherin I think so too yeah a hundred percent the Um, Ravenclaw he is such a he's such a Ravenclaw though like if ever two houses were very close these are these are them no let's go into like the Ravenclaw so like where um where do you see Ravenclaw in him like what part? The writing, first of all. Yeah. Everything. Right. Everything. It's not just the writing. Everything is intellect. Because mm. then that was the only way to really show. Like today, he'd be a YouTuber. <laughs> he'd be a tweeter. <laughs> he'd 100%. be, uh, he'd, he'd, well, he t- you know it, right? He right. would, he, everybody would need to know his thoughts on everything. Yeah. Hamilton's podcast. Oh, 100%. Hamilton, oh my. <gasps> Could you imagine? They'd be, they'd be like Dan Carlin, but like <laughs> not. Not yeah. history, just his opinions. Yeah, it yeah. was just, Collins, amazing. Oh my gosh! But, you know, would. six hours. Yeah, six yeah. hours of Hamilton's <laughs> opinions on literally everything. But it's because of that intellect is so overbearing right. in him. Right, he has that but thirst for knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the only thing I think stops him from being a Ravenclaw is that his intellect's not always where he makes those decisions. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Totally. Yeah. He doesn't want to be stuck writing. He wants to be out there. Uh huh. 
but it's just yeah. just so crazy because like his ideas like got him his totally. mind got him yeah, to yeah. where he needed to go and totally. washington wanted him for his brain not for like his other stuff so it's right. almost like he's a ravenclaw that doesn't want to like admit he's a ravenclaw sometimes it's like no i'm a gryffindor look at all my friends are gryffindors i'm he's a gryffindor got the, right. like ravenclaw skills but that's not what, what he prioritizes True. in the end Right. right. I mean, Hermione too, right? Mm. She's got, she's mm-hmm. incredibly close Ravenclaw. Right. But what she prioritizes is not staying in school. It's going and doing what's right. And Hamilton's version of what's right, I guess, is to, is to do the things that he does, which is <laughs> fight with Burr. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but even like the, the John Adams thing when he, when he freaks out on John Adams. Right. Completely unnecessary. You know? Um, yeah. He also writes under a pseudonym a lot, Hamilton. So he's not so worried about, about, his intellect you know he's using his intellect to do the things that he wants to do for you know to be, you know to be out there. i don't know it's it, he's just very it's it's such a close thing oh i know well like there's slytherin in in him too because he like totally. he literally compares himself to Macbeth and says ambition is yeah. my folly yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah. Like, wait and i feel like the people who are like he's a slytherin like point to that line right I, I, sure but he's aware that ambition is right. his folly mm-hmm. and he doesn't lean into the lead into it like he definitely is ambitious right and follows his ambitions but they don't really rule his all of his actions yeah it is true yeah, he's that too reckless he, with it yeah he's too he can't he can't stop himself yeah if he could have stopped himself he would have had a much longer and more successful life yeah slytherins are way more measured yeah in everything yeah. they do oh he and the slytherin would never again do the sex scandal zine <laughs> No, no, not no, no, do no, that. No, no. Like no. in a mil- like that's the last thing that they would ever do is like <laughs> ever show that side. So like the sex scandal zine, I love it. <laughs> when I like look at that, I was like, nah, that's like a Slytherin would never. That's the, there are just and he is again. He's like such a strong mix of almost almost all the houses, three of the four houses. Yeah, he's such a strong mix of those. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, the things that his decisions his biggest decisions are are things that you really only ever do if you're a Gryffindor. Right. Like the pamphlet, like punching the bursar, you know, like aching to be on the front lines of war. A Slytherin would not want be so eager to die. No. Feel. Right. You know? No, that's so true. Like you see that with Aaron Burr and with Alexander Hamilton. Like if Burr Mm -hmm. wasn't as much of a Slytherin, you might see Hamilton as more Slytherin, but because Burr is there and because he is such a clear Slytherin, for me, it's just like, oh, well, then Hamilton has to be the Gryffindor because Gryffindor and Slytherin are close. They are. They are very close. Also, Slytherin and Hufflepuff, very close as well. Mm -hmm, That loyalty. The Slytherin with a Hufflepuff secondary is the Honey Badger. (laughs) (laughs) Honey Badger don't care. That is that's that's where that is. Or Hufflepuff with a Slytherin secondary. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, Gryffindor and Slytherin are, are are definitely flip sides of a coin. Yeah. And again, there's only four sides of this whole thing, but you know what I'm saying. No, <laughs> for sure. I actually have a little story about uh Hamilton and Gryffindor and Slytherin. Uh, so when I saw Hamilton, I got to go backstage and talk to Lynn Manuel, and it was the best moment of my life. And the first, I seriously like kind of blacked out, and I had to, afterwards I had to tell ask Joe. I was like, was I like okay? I'm like, what just happened? And he's like, 
wait, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't really remember what just happened. Like, was it, was I like cool? Was, was everything okay? And he's like, yeah, you were like, you guys were having great conversations. And you were, I'm like, okay, good. Cause like, I was so emotional. I don't even know like what I was doing. <laughs> but, uh, so I got to talk to him and the first thing, the first thing that he asked me was like, what Hogwarts house is Hamilton in? Oh man. <laughs> Literally the first thing. Like he was like, oh my gosh, Tessa, hi, hi, hi. What house is Alexander Hamilton oh. in? And I was How like, does he not know? what does he think? He says Gryffindor. Um, and he Good. says like his nickname is the little lion. Like yeah. he like is a Gryffindor. He's like in my mind, like that was kind of, you know, what I was playing off of. But what I wanted to say about Gryffindor and Slytherin is, okay, so he specifically told me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's like, do you, he's like, hey, Tessa, you want me to tell you something? Like, this is such like a Slytherin move, by the way, of him saying this. So true. He's like, hey, Tessa, you want me to tell you something that I've only told, like, Emma Watson and Daniel Radcliffe? (laughs) And I was like, uh, yeah. Now, I've thought about it, Lynn. Thanks for the offer. I know, I was like, Uh, I gotta catch a bus, (laughs) you know. I was like, yes, are you kidding me? Please tell me. And he's like, when uh, I was writing, like, pardon me, are you Aaron Burser? Like that whole like uh, m- first meeting between Burr and Hamilton. He's like, I based it off of when Harry met Draco for the first time. Of course. Oh and my I was god. Like, oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> it's one of the most iconic scenes in anything ever. Right. Is that meeting. That's exciting. Right. Do you know. Yeah. Do you know that I was really. This is like sort of like. I didn't tell anybody and I'm mad because I can't prove it. But when I first <laughs> listened to the music, when he said, when the, looking for a mind at work, mm-hmm. my first thought was West Wing because of that scene where Sam Seaborn says to Ainsley, oh. you look for a mind at work. That's what we're looking for in a president. And he later said that's what that was about. And I was so proud of myself. <laughs> and I hope I hope that you just take it on faith that I'm not lying, that it's the first thing that came to my head. And yeah, I love that he pulls on all these, oh, on 100%. All these really iconic big important um things that that touch us he's really oh he's, he's really just a huge generous. nerd he loves it yeah. he just wants mm-hmm. like that to live in his story and li- like because it's great. the same they all have just great like lessons morals like sort of things and mm-hmm. so it all makes sense it, it's all has jk rowling seen this show yet i don't think so mm. how could she not have She's i don't know i'm not sure it's silly it is, is silly. silly. It is. She needs to see it. She I know. She can be the one who can tell us for sure. Right? And nobody can argue with us because yeah. she will definitely say Gryffindor. Right. Well, Emma Watson said Gryffindor, but he told me that Daniel Radcliffe said Ravenclaw. Uh-huh. And he Listen. said Ravenclaw without even thinking. Like, he said it, like, Listen. immediately. The fact that he said Ravenclaw without even thinking means he was not a Ravenclaw. <laughs> and I don't know where I was going with that. But he's not right. <laughs> He's not right. That's where I was going with that. <laughs> I know, but that's what I was telling him. I was like, I don't think that's right. He's like, right? He's like, but it made me question because I'm like, Harry Potter's Mm-mm. telling me that he's Ravenclaw. Daniel Radcliffe is a lovely person. He is not Harry Potter. <laughs> true, true. That he's is great. True. He's great. He's great. He was great as Harry Potter. But you know what? Maybe Daniel Radcliffe has some Ravenclaw in him. And so like me, when he heard Hamilton singing, he like picked out those Ravenclaw lines sure. or those Ravenclaw moments and they really resonated with him. So he's I like, think, I think Daniel Radcliffe is a Ravenclaw, right? I honest. think so too. Yeah. I, I, I said that before as a joke, but I think he is a Ravenclaw. <laughs> you always, he's always reading. He seems like a really thoughtful and intelligent person. Oh, look at the roles he's played. They're so <laughs> like ridiculous. Like yeah, only uh, totally. like wacky Ravenclaw. Yeah. yeah. We'd be like, Ooh, let's play a corpse. Ooh, fascinating. It. Eccentric. Yeah. I need to figure out what it's like to live as a corpse. <laughs> yeah. 
hundred percent. But yeah, yeah, so I think that Hamilton is Gryffindor because it because of that main Gryffindor Slytherin like vibe between Hamilton and Burr. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the show. Totally. Also, it's the show. It's what the show revolves around. Sorry. Yeah, classic Gryffindor protagonist. Yeah. But listen, the thing with like, there's so many Gryffindor protagonists, it's true, but it's also like, stories revolve on people doing things. Absolutely. Gryffindors do the most things. (laughs) Yeah, they do. do. Yeah, they do. And that's, that's, That's why. why they make perfect protagonists. They move the plot. Mm-hmm. They're moving it forward. They need. They're they the do. ones that are like, come on, and guys. They, they make mistakes because yep. they're reckless. Yep. So it's Absolutely. interesting. Oh yeah, Absolutely. we love Gryffindors. I would watch the show about a Ravenclaw, but it would probably be quieter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it really. Never mind would. a Hufflepuff. Oof. Oh, our favorite are Ravenclaw villains. We think Ravenclaw <laughs> villains are like the best villains. Oh my god, yes. Like we think that the Night King was like a Ravenclaw <laughs> villain. Lord Azriel. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, it's just Have you guys read his dark materials? No, I have not. You should. <gasps> Ooh, Very, I'll add it to my list. You absolutely should. Azriel and Mrs. Coulter. I, I have to really I think Azriel's a Slytherin and Mrs. Coulter is a Ravenclaw, or maybe that's reversed, or maybe they're now I oh man, I'm going down the whole thing here. <laughs> I'm questioning everything. I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we're in agreement. As of right now, Hamilton is a Gryffindor. Guys, don't come for us, okay? This is our opinion. This is our podcast. So I'm sorry. Come it's at us. Fact. Come at me. At me. Literally at me. You know what people say? Don't at me. At me. I will answer all of you. You can at the Gryffindor. I will fight with everyone about go. this. <laughs> You can go in at Melissa Nelly on Twitter. But like Lynn said, Lynn said it's the reason freaking Gryffindor. And he wrote the yes. show. So sorry, guys. Yes. Yeah. He's a Gryffindor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to kind of get into like the friend group, like Lafayette, Hercules Mulligan, John Lawrence. Because mm-hmm. immediately my first thought is just like, oh, it's they're like the Marauders. Yeah, th- right, me too. Right. Like Band Gryffindor. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think, I don't so, think so either. So. Like that's like your first thought, but then going into it, totally. I think there's more. So let's start with Lafayette. Lafayette. I think he's a Ravenclaw. Oh, tell me, tell me, tell me. I do. Why? I do. Because he is, he is incredibly strategic. Yes, he's very brave. No doubt about it. But mm-hmm. he's incredibly strategic also. He's the one that says to Washington, there, you have to have a plan for Hamilton. What's he going to do on the bench? Mm. Who has who matches my practical tactical genius? Like brilliance or whatever the, the line is. Yeah, he's he has he can see a couple of steps ahead and he's planning. He he enrages and what's what's the line? Enrages, engages, escapes the British henchman. Like he yeah. he isn't just running blindly. He's mm-hmm. doing it with a plan. He's following it through. He's incredibly smart. And that's the th- same that's true of the real life Lafayette as well. I think that um, while being brave, very brave, Ravenclaw is his leading, his leading aspect. I love him as Ravenclaw because his verses are my favorite because I, I just love the, the wordiness yeah. and the complication of, of everything. And I'm like, it's so fun and intricate. intricate. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. His, it just shows the level of mind. And I do think that Lynn's aware of this. Mm-hmm. Those lyrics can't just be given to anybody. It has to be given right. to somebody whose mind works that way. And right. I think Lafayette's the same way that in the opening song, Hamilton's intelligence is what's on display. And it's like a world ending intelligence. Other things show us that, that. I mean, that's why he's so close with Ravenclaw. But not anybody could have had those lines. And the same thing is true with Lafayette's incredibly powerful and intricate things that he does. Yeah. I think he also has a really strong Gryffindor 
you know, argument totally. too, though, because he's they're all at least secondary Gryffindors. Oh, they probably. have right, Agreed. like Agreed. they have to be because totally like he's so loud and bold and is like, let's he'd be a viner. He'd be like, let's fight. <laughs> <He'd be a laughs> viner. Like you know That's what so I mean? <laughs> he's just it's, like one of those intense humans. Like he freaking he brought independence to America and then went to France. Like he's just like keeps going. Yeah, like next. I, yeah next right so it's yeah. like that's a little Gryffindor to me but totally. I, I agree that like his brain is Ravenclaw and I feel like <laughs> that is kind of like what he's acting on whereas again Hamilton is not it's kind of like the opposite right. of Hamilton if that makes right. sense yeah so right. they compliment each other in that in that vein right that's... one's one's a primary one's a secondary and they both they play off each other mm-hmm. I feel that okay so yeah. are we going with Ravenclaw I say yes Okay, we'll go cool. with Ravenclaw, but like cool. also could be in the Marauders. Okay, so <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next, let's do uh, Hercules yeah, Mulligan. Hercules Mulligan. Ah, uh, it's so hard with him. He's just like a spy. He's a spy. So, is that Hufflepuff because he's being loyal? Right. I, I think he m- might be a Slytherin. Because, I think he's a Slytherin. Yeah. It's again. It's the planning, and he's not. You know, he's a tailor, right? And he's fine using the tools available to him to accomplish a goal. Exactly. He's like using the revolution as his way to climb socially, like to be more than mm-hmm. a tailor to like get to his next level. It is tempting from his first verse to call him a Gryffindor because lock up your wives and your horses. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Sit down, Gryffindor. Okay. Maybe his sexuality is that of a Gryffindor. <laughs> I think they all Gryffindor have that. sexual. I know. They're all That's Gryffindor true. sexual. So true. Yeah. He, they're all just so maybe Gryffindor because of just how intense they <laughs> well, all are. I mean, like, they're all in a war, right? They're all true. fighting. Right? They all can die any second. And at that point, Ugh, you got to so find true. the Gryffindor in you. Mm-hmm. So it's a little... That's what makes that kind of sorting a little bit hard because you want to say, but they're fighting a war. Well, yeah, more than Gryffindors fight wars, but it is the Gryffindor aspect does come out. No, that makes such, that's such a good point because we ran into that problem when we were like sorting the Avengers because so many of them are just like heroes fighting the bad guy. And we're like, wait, but is that, are they doing that because like they're in this war or is it because that is like the Gryffindor inside of them? So that is such a good point. I think that's true. They're like, Becoming more it's Gryffindor hard. because of the situation. What do they do in stress or they do when their mm-hmm. life is starting? People do tend to find their bit of Gryffindorness, even if it's not what they are in their whole life. Oh, yeah. We all like have those moments where we find like the Gryffindor inside of us. We need to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Makes sense. So let's make him a Slytherin. Yeah. Yeah. Resourceful. Spy. Cunning. Tote slid. He's definitely cunning. Yeah. Julius Mulligan. <laughs> Taylor spying on the British government. Yeah, he's spying. Take the measurements, information, and I smuggle it. That's, That's Slytherin. That, Slytherin. Is, that is very Slytherin. Yeah. That's a very yeah. Slytherin line. Okay, John Lawrence. Cute. Mm, Gryffindor. <laughs> you think he's, he's a, a Gryffindor? Gryffindor? He's so brave. And it's tempting to say Hufflepuff and to like round out the group. Mm-hmm. But um, And it's also, you know, he's loyal to his cause. But he was, he literally went on after the war, continued fighting right. to try and end slavery, which he he didn't have a personal benefit from that. He just believed it was right. And that's what Gryffindors do. They, they find do what's right. a cause they believe is right, as opposed to the cause that benefits them the most, or the, or the cause that benefits their friends and family the most, which would be Hufflepuff, or 
not any of those things, which would be Raven. <laughs> yeah. We just want the knowledge. <laughs> yeah, we want the knowledge. Yeah. Or, 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 you know, they benefit by with through knowledge. He literally died fighting after yeah. all the fighting was supposed to have been done right. for a cause that he believed in. Yeah, Hufflepuffs will do it when they're put when they're put in, into that situation, but Gryffindors seek, seek it out. out. Yeah. Exactly. And he seeked it out. He really did. Sought it out. He did. He's yeah. he's a seeker. <laughs> he's a seeker. Oh my god. <laughs> he's the Gryffindor seeker of the group. So Yes, he is. He's the Gryffindor seeker. He's on the Quidditch team. He, he would be on the Quidditch team. <laughs> oh, poor Lawrence. He's a good man. A good seeker. man. He's small too. Well, I don't know. The actor was small. I don't know. I don't know. Was he? I don't <laughs> they were know. all small back yeah, then. I guess they're all small. <laughs> yeah. Okay, next let's do let's do George Washington. Mm. Is he the Gryffindoriest of Gryffindors? I'm not sure. I don't he know. He can be Ravenclaw. I'm, yeah, I'm between Gryffindor and Ravenclaw. Because he doesn't have that Gryffindor like recklessness to yeah. him. That's true. That's true. I might go Ravenclaw on Washington. But I don't know though. He's like the freaking he's George Washington. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, let's let's rule some out. Definitely not Slytherin because he gave up power. Yeah, hundred percent right? not Slytherin. Not Slytherin. Hufflepuff. I don't know. I don't think it would be driving him. I think he's too much of a boat rocker to be a Hufflepuff. If that I, makes sense. I don't know. I don't know if any slave owners could be Hufflepuff. <laughs> that is honest. true. That's true. You know, and I know it was a different time and all that stuff, but at the end of the day, it was not fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. But then again, he had that whole thing with "I can't tell a lie," which is probably apocryphal. So. Mm. Uh. <sighs> I know. So it's then now hard. we're between Ravenclaw and Gryffindor. I think it's between those two. Yeah. Raven. I, I'm 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 leaning Ravenclaw because of his writings, which I know were helped by Hamilton, but still. Yeah, but like he made a lot of mistakes, but he learned from those mistakes. I feel like the the longer that he led, the more like Ravenclaw he became. Like he started out super Gryffindor, but then mm-hmm. like I feel like that I feel like the sorting hat would put him in Ravenclaw if that makes sense. I also the way they ended the war, the way they waged this war strategically changed the way that the war that wars were being fought mm-hmm. so that they had they had to make the war about the money to the British crown. Yeah. So they had to do all these things that were not just running into battle. It was about change the whole stakes of this war and that's how you can win it and it worked and that's a very Ravenclaw thing to do. Yeah, I feel like in the show it always seems like he has his head on his shoulders mm-hmm. and he's never like going through yeah. everything for passion. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. He's just kind of like the dad. <laughs> <laughs> America's dad. <laughs> Smart dad. American oh dad. God. America's dad. He's America's the, dad. He's the one true daddy of America. It's, it's absolutely true. <laughs> the OG daddy, George Washington. The OG daddy. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Uh, putting it down. Uh, Ravenclaw dad. Ravenclaw of dad of America. Oh, Ravenclaw dad. Right? That's a very like, founding you can just see daddy. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> founding daddy. Founding daddy. I like it. I like it. So. Speaking of Ravenclaws, Thomas Jefferson? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, he has to be a Ravenclaw, right? He's got to be. He's got very strong Slytherin instincts, though. Yeah, true. Very strong, uh, in the show, at least. But I do think Ravenclaw ultimately wins. A lot of Ravenclaws in in these writerly founding fathers. I mean, they wrote this freaking declaration. They're they're all just, like, meeting to write 
this document and they're all excited about it. So like, yeah. <laughs> that's like a you ever, group of Ravenclaws together. Do you ever look at the, like the, ge- the general strength of one's ability to write back then and think what happened? Yeah. Yeah. All these people could write so well and right. that's just not a thing that necessarily happens in, especially in government. These yeah. Days. It's crazy. It's wild. It you is. Back at that writing. Like I still, this is like some of the most erudite stuff I've ever seen. And mm-hmm. Yeah. And he seemed more like, I don't know, theatrical than practical. And cultured. Yeah, cultured. Mm-hmm, a Ravenclaw mm-hmm. would totally like be like, oh, I'm just going to be in France yeah. while this is happening. Yeah, and, with the French. Yeah, and then come back and be like, oh, now you need my skills? Okay, great. Here you go. Yeah, is, I get that. Is Ravenclaw the high house? Uh, I always thought it was Hufflepuff. I mean, I feel like in no, different I ways. No, I think just the ex- like experiencing other cultures is a yeah, big yeah, Ravenclaw like curiosity mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Definitely. Yep. I'm going Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw! Caca. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you say that? Caca? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I did yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Caca. Ravenclaw. That's Super right. Super I do say that sometimes. Right? You, you did introduce yourself as Gryffindor. <laughs> I did. And I as I, he- as I heard myself say it, I was like, that was not intentional. Cool. I'm talking about demons, which are the animal spirit that are in the His Dark Materials series. Everybody's soul like lives outside them in the form of an animal, and that's uh-huh. your demon. Uh, demon is not a negative word in that instance. Instance, but we were talking about it the other day, and I said that mine would be a lion without even thinking about Gryffindor. <laughs> and somebody was like, "Oh right, because you're a Gryffindor." I was like, "No, no, no, that's a- oh yeah, fine." <laughs> uh, you're just meant to be. It's just what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. It's true. Ew. It's true. Okay, we got to finish out these founding father men, these daddies. Mm-hmm. So let's go, <laughs> let's go to James Madison, and let's think about him, because he's difficult to me. I don't like Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw is my thoughts. One of those. Yeah, I'm in the Ravenclaw camp for him. We don't get enough of him in the show. Yeah, he wrote the Bill of Rights, so cool. Yeah, yeah I don't he remember does stay- much about him. Yeah, he stays all, he's on the sidelines. He doesn't really get into it. He's just writing stuff and making policy. A little bit of Slytherin there because of what they do with the, uh, when they go after Hamilton. Right. And that he was really sort of the architect of that. So I would put him as a close Slytherin, but I, I think Ravenclaw wins. Yeah, he also like, you know, wrote some of the Federalist Papers. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's, he's a little misguided though. So I don't know if like, if I'm thinking of him as like a misguided Hufflepuff where it's like he thought he was fighting for fairness, but he wasn't. I don't know if he necessarily was fighting for fairness. Do you say fairness because of the Bill of Rights? Yeah. Yeah, those were also not necessarily, like they were better than right. without them, but I don't think that they were necessarily right. great in either. That, yeah, that's At the true. end of the day, that you still had slaves and women were not in the document at all. True. So, you know, so I think like, Maybe he thought he was being fair, but was he being fair? Right, but that's what I'm thinking. Like, is it is he thinking that he's doing a good thing? Is it from a huffle, a good intentioned sure. Hufflepuff place, but it's just not? Or is he just a Ravenclaw that's trying? <laughs> I just don't know. I want to take away everybody's Ravenclaw points just for the Second Amendment, but that's... <laughs> that's another podcast I feel oh my gosh just for that one they had no way to know <laughs> <laughs> you 
been trying Thanks, to guys. for them. <laughs> Think about technology. Yeah. Technology will change. Yeah, they anyway, just didn't sorry, know. Sorry, I'm going to drag us down that road. But no, it's, it's so it's true, though. To me. No, it's so true. Like, when you're yeah. deciding it back then, how are you even supposed to know? Like, how? You recognize that you don't. And yeah. You see for all situations. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> you're good. So, are, do we have three it. Ravenclaws? I mean, it makes sense. Uh, I think so. They're trying to, it like, you know, balance out all these Gryffindors running around. They're like, guys, okay, okay, we need to, like, you know, actually run things. Like, we need to have a government <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah, they ha- they're they leading with their brains. They have to right. literally form a government that's going to withstand more than 250 years, which, you know, remains to be seen. But, uh, <laughs> Organize. You know, they're trying to get organized and no, they're trying to write things that but will it's, last. It makes sense because the Ravenclaws came together and they're like, okay, let's figure out a plan. And then the Slytherins come in and they're like, no, I'm taking over now. Once mm-hmm. it's like all right. set up. And right. then they're like, no, right. I want this power. That I want to do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right, exactly. Let's talk about King George. <laughs> oh, King George. Cause I'm I didn't even, I even thought about him. <laughs> you think he's a puff? I think he's a puff. <laughs> Tell me more words. Okay, I think he's a Hufflepuff because he's motivated by loyalty, but he wants everyone to be loyal to him. No. He that's wants, a Slytherin thing. No, 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 no. But he just wants friends. He wants everyone. He want friends. He wants everyone. He's just a puff. He wants subjects. He's a power hungry puff. He wants puff. subjects. I think power hungry puffs are also known as Slytherins. I, you just really want a puff villain. I just want a puff villain. <laughs> you do? Okay. I was like, I, I would just, love a puff villain. Uh, are there any puff villains? There's not a lot mm, of them. No. That's, we were I saying that Thanos it. was kind of like a puff, but then he turned more Slytherin the second time around but he's kind of a puff kind of a puff he's kind of a puff maybe yeah but i was like trying to make king george not a slytherin because no he's a he's yeah yeah. listen i respect the hustle i respect the hustle Uh, yeah but he is kill your friends and family to remind you of my love yeah there it is all right it's he wants subjects i mean power above all is the only thing he was interested in but you know, the, I, the puff thing. <laughs> no. <mm-mm>. He's Slytherin. <laughs> I thought about it. Uh, no. It uh, all right. We'll, we'll have a Hufflepuff <laughs> villain at some point. One yeah. one day there will be yeah. a really great Hufflepuff I villain. I, I think it's, it's got to be challenge. from a from a point of view of like saving the earth. Right. Well, that's like, why we exactly. thought Thanos because we're like, yeah. oh, he thinks what he's doing is the right thing. Yeah. But it's not. So I'm tr- I'm tr- Again, I keep mentioning them. You have to mention it. You have to read his dark materials, and then we'll talk about it. There might be a puff villain. There, there might be a puff villain. Oh my gosh! There might. Asriel's really hard to place. You oh. want to say Slytherin, but it might be puff. Oh. I've just oh. been convinced. You gotta read it. You gotta read it. What a good way to convince Tessa to read something. That is the best way her. to convince me. That is moving up on my. I was gonna read Twilight, but this is going ahead of that. No, I do mean, not. I've never read Twilight. I've never I read mean, it. Is there a reason to read Twilight? Of course there is. Are you kidding me? I bet I'm gonna love it. I love like um, trash. trash. <laughs> then cool. You're gonna love it. <laughs> I'm so mean. <laughs> I mean. It is what it is, right? It right. Is, exactly. It I mean, is like, what it is. Exactly. I know what I'm. In that I know way. what I'm getting myself into, and I'm sure, like kind of sure. pumped about it because I just don't know what it is, and almost so many people know, and I just don't. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to get into it because I also want to watch all the movies. I haven't seen the movies either, so I was like, I okay. want to like get into all of this at once. The movies are also 
exactly what they pretend to be. I know, exactly. So I can't so wait. So fair enough. I can't wait. Okay, yeah, there's but- a movie of his Dark Materials that I don't recognize its existence in the world. Oh. So I'm waiting for the Lin-Manuel HBO series. I bet it's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be phenomenal. I'm okay, excited. so I'll move that up my list. I'll, I'll uh-huh. just back Twilight. Like, Twilight can wait. Yes. Longer. It'll be there. They're vampires. They'll true. Be around. They're around forever. It's true. Yeah. And I don't know, like, can we sort Philip? I guess we can. Mm, like, he's Gryffindor. just a Gryffindor, right? Because he, like, yeah. wasn't thinking. <laughs> he was not. He was not thinking. But then he was like, pride, honor, my dad. My family. Nah, he's a Gryffindor. Right? Like, daddy yeah. Gryffindor, son Gryffindor. Well, I'll say that... Yeah, we don't know enough about him in the show. Right, it's know. hard. Yeah. Yeah, but what we see in the show, I would say, is a Gryffindor. Okay. And then Mariah Reynolds, like, she's just, like, a muggle. Like, is she even, like... <laughs> a squib. Just <laughs> a squib. Like, I feel bad for Mariah. Like, you don't know. Yeah. You never quite know if it was her doing, if right. she had agency there, or if it was her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what the story is in the in the real world either, but... I'd, so I, I I feel bad even calling her a squib. I would say if she knew she's a Slytherin, if she didn't know Gryffindor, know, does that make her Gryffindor? Yeah, yeah. Gryffindor just kind of mm-hmm. like doing something and not realizing the consequences of it until following, after and being like, yeah, oh, following whoops. the things you want, just yeah. going for it, right? Mm, yeah. So yeah, probably one of those. But it's hard because we just don't know enough. Mm-hmm. No but, idea. I think I think that's all of them. I think we yeah. did. Was that, was that everybody in Hamilton? That's every single person Amazing. in the revolution. Everyone in the U.S. <laughs> history books. In the whole revolution. Yeah, the whole revolution. We just got all yep. of them. Amazing. We're going to oh have missed God. one and somebody's going to be like, guys. <laughs> that's fine. We've missed ones before. Everyone, everyone here is that's nice. Fine. Everyone here just wants to talk about Hogwarts houses and Harry Potter and Hamilton. Totally come at us about Hamilton as a Gryffindor. <laughs> Please, know, right? Speaking of that, Melissa, where can people find you so that they can oh, tweet you and argue about Hamilton? My <laughs> <laughs> Twitter is my name, Melissa Anelli. Just go to Tessa's and I'm sure we'll <laughs> it'll be there. Um, same thing with my Instagram. Um, and then I'm on a bunch of podcasts now. I don't know. Like, Tessa, I barely even told you this, but I'm on a bunch of podcasts now. Oh, my gosh. Um, Mischief has started a bunch of podcasts, a couple that might be interested to this group. I know I've been talking about His Dark Materials because it's on my mind. We started a podcast called Extraneous, and we're doing two things. Two other hosts are doing a deep dive into Supernatural, <gasps> and we're doing a deep dive into His Dark Materials, and it's really exciting to get. Whoa. I've read these books like five times. I love them so much. Mm. And so to dig really, really, really hard into it and and talk about them the way I've talked about Harry Potter all these years mm. is very exciting. So cool. that one's just started. Uh, and I'm on another one called Make New Mistakes, which is about, uh, well, the line is being in business, being in charge, and being the one to screw it all up. Uh, so that's <laughs> Tiki and I talk. We tell some wild stories about being <laughs> in business. It's, uh, oh, that's cool. It's trip. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's a trip every week. So yeah, you can listen listen to all that stuff. And then of course there's Pottercast. Yay! The OG. Every two weeks or so. <laughs> oh, yes. of course. Or so. Yeah, exactly. We don't know. You're you're uh, fine. <laughs> well, when we started all this, this was our job. And right. now we all have other jobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a whole different world. No, but that's cool that you guys still do it. Like that's amazing. I know. You know, I'm like so grateful. Yeah. That it still exists. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so we you. appreciate a, it. Yeah. It's at this point it's how I get to spend time with John and Frankie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love them so much and we just have we just people say all the time, 
what are you still talking about? I probably, <laughs> it will never end. There will always be something to talk about. It's with so Harry true. Potter. It's so it's, true. And can so you tell? Can you tell everyone else a little bit more about the different conventions that you oh, got going yeah. on? Totally. Um, so LeakyCon has been going since 2009. It's a first, the first event we ever made. It's a Harry Potter convention. Tessa, you've been a bunch of... That's how I met you. Oh my gosh. It uh, is the best Harry Potter convention. It is my favorite yeah. convention that exists. <laughs> it is it's, it's, the best. It's the, literally my heart, this convention. Mm. Uh, so um, that's happening in this month, August, in, in uh, Dallas. And then our 10-year anniversary is in Boston in ah. October. That's going to be wild. I That's can't crazy. wait. Back to Boston. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be nuts. We also do Broadway Con every year, which is, if you want a delight, go on, look at the opening ceremony of the first ever Broadway Con, where yes. I called up Tessa a couple of months before, and I was like, Tessa, you know a rumor had happened? Can you write me a parody to that? Also, the song from Hairspray. Also, something else. And she did. <laughs> Because Ugh. she's so amazing. And it's really, we did a whole rumor it happens oh parody six months after Hamilton opened on Broadway <gasps> that I think stands up. Oh my pretty, gosh, I con where love it, it. I loved it, writing that. And I cried when I swim. Yes, I did. When I saw it performed, I was like, mm -hmm. holy crap, oh. this is incredible to see something Come like come from my brain and then see people like performing it. It was amazing. They, they was nailed it. They really did. And yeah. the guy, there's a guy who, who in that number stands on a chair and says, what would it take for me to see karaoke from a founding father is the line that you wrote. It was the, the guy that did it was Miguel Cervantes, who went on to play Hamilton in Chicago. <laughs> oh, my God. It, it was like, whoa, this is, this is too meta. I need to step away. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, yeah, wild. I even sent him, when it happened, I sent him a congratulations email with a clip of that oh, <laughs> video wow. like nice to see this happen uh, um, it was really cool so yeah so broadway con is a celebration of all things broadway it's in new york in january it's uh at the hilton midtown it's just a weekend of literally week workshops and and panels and performances and we do a big preview of all the upcoming shows all the shows bring people to talk about and perform from the shows it's really a, a ton of fun so you should go to that con of thrones will have already happened when this one comes out but we'll have information about the next one coming up ah. uh, and then there's podcast con which is our newest which is a weekend celebration, just like Broadway kind of weekend celebration of podcasts. At this point, we're looking at where the next one will be. We called it PodX last year, but now we've decided to go just straight name the thing what it is and and uh, go celebrate the community and the creator community that happens around that is growing and happening around podcasts. Yeah, and hopefully we'll see you guys there this time. Yeah, <laughs> that would be great. We would love to be there. <laughs> yeah. It's so yeah. we are just amazed at how like the podcast community has grown in just like yeah. the past year is it insane mm -hmm. for you i can't even imagine because you've just been doing it it's forever wild. Yeah. it's wild it's every time podcasting has another spurt i have that old like old man moment i'm like <laughs> i've known about podcasting new people coming to podcasting <laughs> um but it is it is nothing but great to see more and more people because there's no gate and unlike right. with uh youtube and whatever other things the gate doesn't really have to do with how you look. It's more about the content of your brain. Yeah. Um, and that, mm -hmm. and there's an argument that that's obviously not necessarily true in video, in, in image culture either, but it does feel a little bit easier right. in podcasting to have it be really about personality and, and, uh, 
all your best Ravenclaw yeah. aspects. It's like why um, I like voiceover versus on camera acting. Totally, totally. Yeah. And it's it's just, and what's happening then is that the content that comes out of it is just so wide and, and, and beautiful and enriching. It's so and easy to consume. Yeah. It's very easy to consume, many a week. And it's just, um, I find they make my life better as opposed to if I go down a YouTube hole, I feel like, right? <laughs> you feel like what guilty? have I been watching? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm watching 20 hours of dog videos. Cool. Yeah. But, you know, and I don't want to like diss on the video creating community. It's obviously amazing. And you guys do amazing work in it and whatever, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but No, but it's completely but different. Do, it's completely yeah, it's different. A, it's a different world. And it's one that I think that I personally am more suited for. And yeah. So that's why we're, we're so excited to be creating a weekend for creators to come together and fans, uh, creators, fans, live shows, all the, all, all that lovely stuff at podcastcon.com. Yay. Melissa, thank you so much for being thank you for on this episode. You were perfect. This was so much fun. This was so much fun. You guys have to all come on, on our stuff. One yes. Of the eight billion. I'll, I'll email you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Dream. Be on all the podcasts. You have to be on podcasts. That's just a given. The dream. <laughs> And then we'll figure we'll figure it out. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Yay! Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Now let's read a comment from Apple Podcasts on iTunes. If you haven't done this yet, go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review and comment saying whatever you want about us, yourself, your favorite fandom, your Hogwarts house, whatever you want. And every week we're going to read one on the podcast and give someone a shout out. This comment comes from Kitten890 and says, OMG, hi, my name is Kenna and I'm 11. I have watched all of your guys' videos. I'm just about to finish the Harry Potter series and I'm a Gryffindor and my next house in line is Ravenclaw Secondary House. Yes. When I'm bored, getting ready for bed or getting ready for school. Also, when I'm sad, I listen to this podcast. I love you guys and this podcast. I recommend this podcast to all Potterheads and other fandoms. When I was younger, when I was two and my bro was five, he would read the Harry Potter books to me and I would fall asleep. And then when I was old enough, my bro told me to read the Harry Potter series, but I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> then a couple years later, I finally read the Harry Potter series. I loved it. I finished it in about six months. And now I'm such a geek. I love you guys so much. I look up to you guys so much. Peace. Oh, look at that little 11-year-old getting right into Hogwarts yeah. the first year. But, like, can you imagine a five-year-old reading Harry Potter to a two-year-old as they go to sleep? Like, that's so cute. That is the I ultimate cannot. goals. Like, that's the only reason to be a parent. Also, what a smart <laughs> five-year-old. What the Seriously? heck? <laughs> is your bro a Ravenclaw? Because those skills. Yeah. Yeah. So curious. Oh. Anywho. Thank you, Kitten. That is an amazing comment. Again, everyone else, if you want to make sure to go leave a review and comment on Apple Podcasts, it really helps us out and helps people find the podcast and we really appreciate everyone who's left the comments so far and make sure you check out our fantastic geeks facebook group and find us on twitter at fantastic geeks links are in the description of this episode you can find us on apple Podcasts, spotify google play radio.com or wherever else you get your podcasts yeah and that's it thank you guys so much for listening to this musical episode of fantastic <laughs> geeks and where to find them you are a fantastic geek Goodbye. Goodbye.